Seven lines down on Daf Gimel we now question Rava. So in the middle of the line, Ula Rava, I boxed Rava. Now that would correspond to, on the previous Amud, on the fifth line, we had Rava. Again, the Mishnah had said, somebody who brings a get from overseas, ostensibly to deliver it, uh, to the woman has to say Befanai Nechtavu Befanai Nechtam when he delivers it. Why we ask in the Gemara? Rabbah said the reason is because Ein Bekin Lishma overseas there, and we can't assume they know how to, uh, that a get has to be written Lishma, and therefore we'll ask the guy delivering it and he'll tell us that it, uh, everything is a okay. Rava had said, because we don't have Edim Mitsuyin Lekaima, if we have to validate the signatures, like if the husband comes or some sort of question about it, and we don't know the signatures, um, well, uh, if this guy said uh, that it was all done A-OK, then we'll go with that. Now, we're, we're going to question that over here. The Ravu says, uh, This line of questioning on Rav is going to be almost identical to the line of questioning on Rav. There'll be uh, one or two slight differences. So, shouldn't we require two, comma, connector, midi dahave, similar to uh, kium shtarois dalma? I dot underline kium Starois Dalma. Anytime you need to validate a document in court, you have to have two witnesses coming to give the uh, validity, to testify out the validity of these signatures. So why, when the get is being delivered, if the whole reason is because uh, we, we might not be able to have people come and validate the signatures, why do we believe one? Well, answers the Gemara, because this is a case of Isurin. Eid Echad, a single witness, is Ne'eman Isurin. As a general rule, like we saw the other day, if something is Asur Mutter, we believe one witness. So the Gemara says, hold on one second. Amar, I'll tell you, when do we apply that principle? When is it that we say to Amrinan, uh, forward phrase, Eid Echad Ne'eman Isurin? When is that? That's when we have a situation where we don't know what the last known status was. Going to chaticha, like a piece of uh, meat that had a piece of an animal that had just been slaughtered, and we're not sure by looking at that piece. Suffix shel chelev, suffix shel shuman. Is it uh, a type of uh, fat that is forbidden? Is it a type of fat that's permitted? There's both types in the animal, and we'll believe this person. Uh, why? Because that piece of meat never had a previous absolute status, the low ischazek isura. It never had taken hold the level of isur. Whereas, what are we talking about? Aval hacha, in our case, where there's a, last thing we knew, this woman was a married woman making her forbidden to any other man on the planet. Hacha ischazek isura, where we have, she is definitely usher to ish It's a davar erva That becomes something that is uh, related to, um, uh, sexual immorality, the ain davar, I put the davar in phrase marking, erva pachos mishnayim. You never have less than two people testifying about something that has to do with davar erva. So the Gemara answers that, uh, really, you shouldn't even require kiyum shtarois. Bedinhu, what are we trying to do here? We have the get, we have the signatures, and you'd have to come and validate the signatures. Really? You need to validate signatures. Really, Bedin, who the bottom line 
law should be when it comes to validating documents based on the signatures lowly boy shouldn't require any witnesses similar to Reish Lakish to Amar Reish Lakish I circled his name when you have a document and it's signed and there's names there we will assume that those names if they're signed there the assumption and it's certainly the case most of the time they're viewed as though as though those two were like cross-examined uh, their testimony, what they're signing to, in a court of law. In other words, on, on like a Deorais level, you don't need anything to validate signatures on a document. It's only, it's on a rabbinical level that they required that if there's a signature, for various reasons, you would have to um, have people come in and validate it. The hacha, what are we dealing with here? This is a woman. If the get is good, she's free to marry someone else. If it's not good, she's stuck. And therefore, hacha mishum iguna, because of the concept of an iguna, it's a woman who is unable to remarry. She's sort of like anchored and, and stuck. Akilu barabanan, the rabbanan were makel and said one witness would be okay. One second, asked the Gemara, just like it did in the previous sukkia. That actually, and on one level, it's a kula, but hi, kula hu, question mark, comma, chumra hu. That could certainly end up being a huge chumra. How so? Di'i matzuchas tray, if you require two witnesses, when the get is originally delivered, to testify about the signatures, lo asibal ma'arer, upasle, then the husband can't show up a few days or weeks later and say, oh, it's a fake, it wasn't done lishma, there's a problem with it, because we won't believe him, we already have two witnesses. Whereas when we accepted the validity of it based on chad, asibal uma'arer upasle, you know, the husband might show up in a week or two and uh, question the validity of the get, and, and it would ruin it for her. Well, and... Again, this is all repeat from the last Amud. Cave unto Amar Mar. It's actually from the top of this Amud, but since we have a famous um, teaching, goes for till the end of the next line, that when the Shaliach gives over this get, uh, they will ask him, in the presence of how many does he have to give it to her? Like how many people have to be witnessing this? Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Hanina, two rabbinic opinions. Chad Amar, one of them says, there's going to be two people there uh, witnessing it. Vachad Amar, the other one says, In other words, this Shaliach knows this is a big thing. He's going to be delivering this document, and he had better darn make sure that it is definitely valid and definitely the intention of the husband who's sending him to divorce the wife, Mi'ikaras, and therefore initially, Me'idakdai could be very precise and get the story exactly right. And he will not come to do something that would have a, uh, a negative stain on his reputation. Period. Okay, so we uh, basically went through Rabba and Rabba. Both of them, it seems like, what they're requiring... It's only a Durabana level. Durais, everything would be fine. We're now going to ask why each one of the two did not select the other. Virava, who I dot, uh, double underlined, five lines later, first word on the line is Goiz, the next word is Rabba, I double underlined Rabba. We're going to ask Rava, why didn't you say like Rabba? And Rabba, why didn't you say like Rava? In other words, one says the issue is Kiyum Shtarais, Edim, Mitsui, and Lekaima. The other one says Biki and Lishma. Do they know, uh, they know what, what has to be done to write again? So Rava, my time at Leomar Kerabba. Why didn't you want to go with the Rava approach? In other words, that the issue was Lishma. They're not Biki and Lishma. Well, Amar Lach, Rava would tell you. You know why? Mi Ketani. Does the Mishnah say that the 
phrase that the shaliyah delivering the get has to say is befanai nechtav lishma. I double dot underline lishma or befanai nechtam lishma. I double dot underline the lishma. If the whole issue that the shaliyah needed to say this for was for lishma, let him just. Come and say, it was written in my presence, Lishma, and it was signed in my presence, Lishma. Why not say that? And it didn't say that. That's an indication to Rava that it's not a Lishma issue. Okay, that's a good point. The Rabba, I underline Rabba's name, single underline. What would he say to that? It doesn't say that in the Mishnah, right? That, that the, that's not what the Shalich has to uh, report. Well, says Rabba, Bedinhu, truthfully, Delisni Hachi. It actually should have said that 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 is the line the Shalich has to say. However, why did it not? Because it didn't want to give the Shalich too much of a mouthful to have to report. Ela de'i mafshis lay. Mafshis is uh, like if we increase for him the Shalich, the, the thing that he has to say, he could actually kind of mess up, and that would be a big problem. What could his mess up be? Asi le migze. He could come to actually maybe like leave some out, forget, he won't say the whole thing. And and we know Rashi brings over here that uh, if uh, in the realm of Gitzin, if someone does something that's not uh, the normal way of doing it, it's basically a totally invalid get, and the, the children born afterwards could be mamzerim, it's, it's pretty serious. And we were very concerned um, that uh, that he might leave something out. Instead of, if we told him he had to say, and he just said something like, that that might uh, invalidate the whole thing. Well, hashdanami asi lemigze. What are we making him say? We're, we're making him say befanai nechtav u befanai nechtam. Two different phrases. A total of four words. We're so concerned about three words that he won't say it. What about the four words? Well, the reason is that we are not concerned that he might uh, mess up the befanai nechtav. Ubefanai nechtam is because, true, it's a total of four words, but it's two different phrases. Not one phrase of three words and another phrase of three words, but one phrase of two words and another phrase of two words. And as a general rule, one word out of three, sometimes people have the tendency to drop and only say two of them, whereas there's only two words to say. In other words, befanai nechtav, and then befanai nechtam, it's not... Uh, usual, or it just doesn't happen that the shliach would um, literally like shave off one of those words. He would say both those words. Period. Okay. How about Rabba? Now let's uh, turn the tables on Rabba and ask the same question. Rabba, who we double underline. My time will be Rava. Why did you not want to say like Rava that it's an issue of edim etsuyin lekaimai? Well, if the whole thing was that we just need to be concerned about edim, and he has to tell us about the edim. Amarlach, im kein nisni, then what the Mishnah should have said this Shaliyah has to report when he delivers the get is just one issue. Bifanai nechtam. Yeah, I saw it signed. And we'll say that he signed Lishma. Okay, the whole, the whole thing is signatures. They're not worried about Lishma. Visulo, and no more would be necessary, in which case, comma, connector. Two word quote from the Mishnah. Bifanai nechtav. Why did he else have to say that? Why would the Rabbanan institute that that would be an important phrase to say? Oh, if it's it must be Shmamina. Rabba learns from there. Lishma must be the Nechtav, and that was done properly, meaning Lishma. You gotta have Lishma, and we need to have that's an issue of them um, needing to clarify was it done Lishma? Kama. Virava, I underline Rabba's name. Uh, what would he say to that? 
he would uh, actually not disagree necessarily. He would say, Bedinhu delisni hachi. Really? It's all he should have said in the Mishnah. The Mishnah should have told the Shlech to just say, Befanai nechtam. The reason it didn't, and it added the Befanai nechtav, Ela de'im came, because if all he had to say was Befanai nechtam, that could be another issue. What would be the problem there? Asileich lufi, bekiyum shtaris da'alma, connector be'ed echad. If so, you might come to confuse it with regular kiyum shtaris, regular validating of documents, and say that there it can also be done with a single witness. Okay, so if the reason was of that, of kiyum shtaris only, um, that would be the concern. Virapa? Isn't Rabba concerned that that might be the case? And then that would explain why he would also have to say Bifanai Nechtav, underline Rabba's name. Well, Rabba is not concerned with that because he sees uh, enough significant differences between uh, Shliach delivering a get and regular Kiyum Shtaros that it, it won't confuse the typical person. Me, dummy. You can't compare this uh, guy testifying about the get to regular uh, star race. Why? Here's three distinctions. Number one, uh, we'll read over the three, and then we'll uh, explain them. Hasam, yadinan, kama, hacha, bifanai. Kama. Second difference, hasam isha loy mehemna, hacha isha mehemna. And number three, hasam baldavar loy mehemin, hacha baldavar mehemin. What are these three differences? Number one, hasam over there... <sighs> What the Edim are testifying is Yad'inan. They have like a, a, a standard phrase that they have to say, yes, we know the people who signed the document and they are known to us and they're upstanding fine members of society, etc. However, here by Get, they have a totally different line. What are we telling the Shalia to say by Get Isha? Befanai, in my presence. Oh, that's different. Here's another difference. Hasam. By regular kiyum shars, we don't give validity to the testimony of a woman, whereas hacha, uh, over here, um, isha, mehemna, a, a woman, is uh, believed. Uh, let's say she comes to deliver a get for her friend, and she says, befanai uh, nechta, befanai nechta, whatever she has to say, she is believed. And thirdly, hasam baldavr mehemin. You can't be the person who is no gebedavr, like, the, you know, it has to do with you, the document, and you testify about it, whereas Hacha, over here, in the case of a get isha, baldavar, mehemin, a woman is actually believed to bring her own get. Let's say the husband, for whatever reason, says, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to give you this get, but you have to take it to know, the basin in some far-off town and deliver it over there, like to yourself, so she can actually bring it and she would be believed. Okay, so there's enough differences. Virava, underline Rava, well, wouldn't, why wouldn't Rava say that there's enough distinctions that we wouldn't get confused? Amarlach. Rava would say to you, well, bottom line, atu hacha, in the case of get, get isha, ki amri yadina, and if the witnesses come in and say, yeah, we know the signatures, or the one witness, the one shaliach who's coming in and says, yeah, we know, miloy mehemni, would that not be acceptable? That would be acceptable, comma, connector, and since if it's in, in, if they say, the witnesses say, in other words, in a case of a get, the yadin on Lashon, that's enough of a reason to be concerned that it might be um, confused with Kium Shtaris to Alma Beit Echad, that, hey, if you can do it at the get Isha, that's like a serious thing for every Kium Shtaris, one witness would be acceptable, period. Okay, ask the Gemara now. Now, this question, interesting enough, I put a long question marking in the margin that starts here, it goes down the entirety of Amud Bezin, goes till the third 
line of Dalad uh, Amudalef? It's a, a quite extensive question, and we're going to be asking this question specifically in Rabbah. We cannot ask it within Rava, because according to Rava, why does he say you need to say Befanai Nechtam, Befanai Nechtam? Well, the Befanai Nechtam is because of Edi Mitzui and Lekaimai, and that which the Shriach says Befanai Nechtam is simply so you don't get it confused with regular Kim Shtaris. But Rabba, who didn't give that explanation, according to Rabba, Damra, who said, Here's a four-word phrase. Oh, the issue is uh, you don't, we don't know if they're, uh, the people who wrote this get uh, experts in writing lishma. Man haitana ksiva lishma chasima lishma. So you're saying b'fanai nechtav u'b'fanai nechtam. It was written, written what? Lishma. And it was signed lishma. Well, who is that Tanaic opinion who would say that a get to be valid requires both it being written lishma and signed lishma? Lishma meaning for that particular woman. There's two main opinions on the issue, and apparently neither of them require both of those. E, I squiggle, underline the word E. Rabbi Meir and I diamond, Rabbi Meir, well, as we'll see shortly, Chasima boy, he does require that the people signing the get to Lishma, in other words, the shame that particular man, that particular woman, however, comma, Ksiva, that it actually be written, lo boy, Rabbi Meir doesn't require it be written with that woman in mind by the person writing the get. It's not like we see in a... Mishnah, which we'll have a little bit later in the Masechet, it's a two-line quote from the Mishnah. The Mishnah over there says, the Mishnah over there is talking about the requirements when writing out the get, and it says, Ein You're not supposed to write the get, let's say, on something that is at the time attached to the ground. Let's say you did. Talsha, you then detached it from the ground. Chasmu, and then had proper uh, people who had to sign, sign, Adim sign, and Nasnula, and the get is given to the woman, kosher, it would be valid. So clearly, uh, you can't have anything interrupting between when you do what you have to do and you give it to the woman. If the fact that it was written when it was still attached to the ground and only then detached, clearly then uh, the only thing that requires the Lishma is the signing not also the writing. Okay, that's Rabbi Meir. E, Rabbi Elazar. I squiggle under the E and diamond Rabbi Elazar. He's the other way. He says, Ksiva boy. No, it has to be written Lishma. Chasima lo boy. But the signatures don't have to necessarily be Lishma. Kama. So now we're really stuck. It's not Rabbi Meir. It's not Rabbi Elazar. Vichy Tema. I put a vector under this Vichy Tema. And I put a Roman numeral one in the margin. This would be uh, stage one. Or we'll call it the first attempt in uh, this sogia. Four lines from the bottom. Last word on line is Rabbi Meir. The three words before the end is Ve'ela. I put a vector on that. Ve'ela and put a Roman numeral two in the margin. So we're going to try to say, well, maybe it's Rabbi Lazar. And then we'll try to say, well, maybe it's Rabbi Meir. So here we go. Vechi tema, that it's actually Rabbi Elazar. And Rabbi Lazar, he. Vechi lo boy, Rabbi Lazar, chasima lishma. Where is that that Rabbi Lazar doesn't require it being signed lishma? That's Connector Mida Oraisa and Oraisla, however, Mida Rabbanan, boy, he would require not only the Ksivalishma, that's even Mida Oraisa, but also a Chasimalishma. Hmm. Vaha, that's just not the case. Because we know there's Shloisha Gitin Sulin Dirabanan, a list of three Gitin that we'll see that are uh, no good on a Diraban level. Veloiboy, Rebelazar Chasimalishma. And Rebbe Lezer does not require, and Rebbe Lezer is going to uh, pipe up here in the, the uh, following Tanakh source, doesn't require Chasim Elishma, it's not. Here's a quote from a Mishnah, we'll have it a few times in the Masech that starts here. It goes down two, four, six, about eight lines, actually till the uh, Ve'ela, which is four lines from the bottom. So says this Tanakh source, this Mishnah, 
Gimel Gitin Psulim. There's three uh, cases of get that is invalid. However, and this is basically a way of saying that it's uh, only the Rabbanan invalid, if a woman received a get like this, got remarried, the Vlad is kosher. If she has a child from that uh, new uh, relationship, it's kosher. No, this is not a mamzer. And here are the three cases. Number one, Kasa Biksav Yadai, if uh, it's, it's written out in his handwriting, the Ainalavadim, I underlined Ainalavadim, and there's no one signed to it. Ooh, no one signed? No signatures. Number two, Yeshalavadim, Vain by Isman. It has signatures, but there's no date. Mm. Number three, Yesh Boizman, it has a date, Vain by Ella Aid Echad, only has one person signed to it. And behold, these are the case of three gitzen. And if a woman uses one of these gets after she receives it to get remarried and has a child, that child is not a mamzer, rather it's kosher. Kama Rebbe Elazar Aimer, I boxed Rebbe Elazar's name. Rebbe Elazar Aimer, Af al pi she'en alav edim, as long as there's no, excuse me, even though there are no witnesses on the document, signed, Ela shenos nula bifnei edim, you got to have some sort of adim. Now, it's either the adim signing the document or the adim who witnessed the handing over of the document. Ela shenos nula was given to her bifnei adim. That's going to be kosher, and it's a valid get. Then she can collect from even encumbered properties if uh, she has to collect uh, uh, from this. Because the whole concept of having witnesses sign on a uh, uh, get, a document, is because of tikkun ha'olam, which we'll see a lot more about uh, later in the Masech. The bottom line um, Rebbe Elazar does not require um, Adim. Certainly not Adim on the get. Okay, so it's not Rebbe Elazar. How about maybe saying it's Rebbe Meir? Ve'ela Rebbe Meir he. Maybe say it's Rebbe Meir. Now, we had tried that on the top two lines. We said Rebbe Meir only requires a Chasim Lishma. He doesn't require a Ksiva Lishma. So Ve'chitim, if you want to say Ve'ela Rebbe Meir he, Ve'chilobai Rebbe Meir Ksiva Lishma. Right. Rabbi Meir doesn't require that it be written lishma. That's on a connector da'oraisa level. Come, however, on a dirabanan, mi dirabanan, boy, you would require it on a dirabanan level. Well, that's, could say that, but we have a Rav Nachman statement that says, for sure that's not the case. Vahama Rav Nachman, I circled Rav Nachman, Oimer Haya, Rabbi Meir, and I double underline the Oimer Haya, that actually Rabbi Meir used to say, and this is like pretty clear what his shita is, he would say regarding a, a divorce document, a woman received it, Afilu Motsoi Ba'ashba, even if you found it in the garbage, you found like some document in the garbage, and it had signature, it had, excuse me, had uh, information on it, like his name, her name, place, the chasmo venasnola, and he had a witness to sign it, and he gives it to her, that would actually be kosher. Okay, so that, that's pretty for sure that Rabbi Meir doesn't require uh, the ksiva to be lishma even at the Rabbanon level. and if you want to try to say, anan mi da'araisa ka masninan Law. We're basically teaching uh, what has to be done on a, on a uh, de'oraisa level, and that's what Rabbi Meir is saying on the bottom line when he told us what he told us. Well, ihachi, if what Rabbi Meir is saying, and it should have been made very clear by Rabbi Meir that it was on a de'oraisa level only, but de'orabana level would still be a problem. Ihachi, what should have been said on the bottom line was, uh, bottom line meaning the bottom line of the previous Amud Gimel Amud Beis, Oimer Hayer Rabbi Meir, Davar Torah. 
that's a phrase, five words of what should have meet by LA is what should have been said. And therefore, according to Rabbi Meir, even on a Durabanan level, a get does not require Ksiva Lishma. Okay, so we're kind of stuck. Who's the Tana that would require both Ksiva and Chasima Lishma? Ella! So I squiggle under the Ella, and I put a number one in the margin and circled it four lines later. Last word online is Rebbe. I put a number two in the margin circle that will have two approaches, and then we'll call it a shear. Elala Ilam, Rebbe Elazar He. Okay, who's the author of the Mishnah who said, Shuya comes, has to say, Befanai Nechtav, Ubefanai Nechtam, within the Rabba approach that says the issue is we're not sure if the Bikin Lishma, really it's Rebbe Lazar He. The Chiloiboi Rebbe Lazar Chasima, where is it? Because we saw a clear to the next source, Rebbe Lazar doesn't require. Uh, signatures, like, you don't have to have anyone signed to it at all, that's Heicha Deleke Dim Klal, that's where the document shows up and doesn't have anyone signed on it at all. However, even apparently Rebbe Lazar would agree that a document that does have people signed on it, doesn't need it, but if it does, Heicha Deike Edim, boy, it had better be done properly and Lishma. Kama Dama Rebbe Abba, uh, Rabbi Abba uh, said, and this is, uh, we'll see this also a few more times in the Masechta, that the opinion of Rebbe Lazar, who's like, you don't necessarily even need the witnesses on there, Moda Rebbe Lazar, who would agree, but Mezuyev Mitoichai, something that is intrinsic, like, like there's a problem with the document itself, Shehu Puzzle, that it would be invalid, like let's say it has a wrong date, or a, uh, a wrong uh, signature. In other words, you could put it this way, According to Rebbe Lazar, if the choice of who should sign on the get is either, let's say, a relative or no one at all, it's actually better to have no signature on the get at all than to have a problematic signature. And in this case, it is coming and it has signatures on it, and that's why you'd have to say it. Rav Ashi has a novel approach. Um, we circled Rav Ashi. He's the second uh, answer to this question. And he says, uh, well, actually, you know who would be the uh, Tanaic opinion who would have authored our Mishnah that says the Shaliach delivering the get has to say Bifanai Nechtav and Bifanai Nechtam, Ravashi Amar Hamani, and I put a diamond around, Rabbi Yehuda he. Really, Rabbi Yehuda. Now, I look at the diamonds in the previous summit. We had Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Lazar. Who's this Rabbi Yehuda? Where's Rabbi Yehuda? Ditznan. We actually have a Mishnah. Here's a slightly more than one line quote of the Mishnah later on the Masechta. It says, uh, Rabbi Yehuda posel ad Betalush. This is really the continuation of that Tanaic source which we had in the previous Amud on the second, uh, third line, where um, Rabbi Meir had said that uh, you don't write a get on something that's mechuber lakarka. Rabbi Yehuda comes along and says, no, not only the signatures, but the writing and the signatures have to be on the uh, document that you're writing it on or whatever you're writing on, then it's already detached. There's clearly, Rabbi Yehuda requires both Ksiva and Chasima to be Lishma. Okay. That's a great answer. So great an answer, is it? And Agar Gavashi didn't pull it out of left field. He pulled it out. It's a Mishnah. So ask now the Gemara, why didn't you just say initially that it was Rabbi Yehuda? What's the whole last uh, uh, Amud of, of uh, question? Umi Ikara, my time will be like Rabbi Yehuda. Why don't we just say, when we're asking on Rabbah, who he's going like, he's going like the Tana Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara answers, actually interesting answer. There are Tanaim that we would have preferred to say he was going like Mehadrinan. We, we, we like search after, we go after, we try if possible to base ourselves on the authority of Rebbe Meir. Why Rebbe Meir? 
The Stamas Nisi Rabbi Meir. In general, when you have a Mishnah, it's taught and it's not associated with the name. You should assume it's Rabbi Meir. And therefore, when you have a Stam Mishnah, we should try to see if we could make it like Rabbi Meir. Also, Mahadrin and a Rebbe Lazar. Why? Why is the other Tana that we, when we're not sure, we would try to say it's Rebbe Lazar? Dekaimalan, because we have established that Hilchus HaKavase Gitin. His opinion is carries an enormous amount of weight halacha lamais in the realm of Gitin. Therefore, that's why we tried to say that it was either Rebbe Meir or Rebbe Lazar. But as Ravashi says, it's a perfect fit to say that it is the Tana Rebbe Yehuda. Adkan.